is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed today. The topic for today is growing in gratitude, becoming thankful and grateful people, and especially it's, it's Thanksgiving. It's a, a celebration of, it's really a time of celebration of religious freedom and the providence of God providing for the pilgrims through the Native Americans. In our first segment, Laura Schumacher. Laura is the Director of Faith Formation, Evangelization of the Family and Youth at St. Ignatius in Iamsville. Special welcome to you, Laura. Thank you, Father Brian. I'm so happy to be here. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, what a great gift. Again, this is not something we should just be thinking about during November, but obviously November, there are things that come to mind. It says we need to be more grateful. Can you speak more about just the importance of gratefulness as part of our life? It's a lens that we can look through life. It changes how we view everything. If you're looking at something, with an, you could look through a lens of gratitude or a lens of lack. And so... It's easy in today's world to look through the lens of lack and be unhappy. But that lens of gratitude, looking at what you have, regardless of the circumstances, and saying, I am so grateful for this. And there's tough days. There's tough days that you have throughout the year where sometimes it's hard to feel grateful. But even on those days, there's always something, a word, an act, a kindness, that can change how that day actually was. Mm-hmm. Who, who in your life is an example of gratefulness? There's so many witnesses. There's so many. You know, I actually taught a lesson yesterday. I uh, coach a girls' running team for St. John's Regional Catholic School. And mm-hmm. so our lesson yesterday was on gratitude. And the girls were so excited talking about all that they experienced in their school day through their teachers, through their peers, and it's one of those things where talking about gratitude and seeing it through the lens of children really does change. You know, I was having a day where I really didn't particularly wanted to drive up to the school, and then I had to give a lesson on gratitude. And the kids reminded me why I was doing this, why I was volunteering and serving, mm-hmm. because they're excited by this program. You know, they've set this goal to run a 5K in a couple of weeks, and they're excited as they are planning their project. They're planning a thank you project to the school, and they've chosen mm-hmm. to thank all of their teachers and specifically our janitors who serve the children wow. all year long. And mm-hmm. so they were like, what can we do? Well, this person's going to design the card, and then this person's going to make sure that everybody gets to sign it during the school day. Oh, and this person's yeah. going to plan a basket, and in the basket we're going to put specific treats. They wanted to make sure that they got the janitors a reusable water bottle because they're constantly roaming the campus. So it's super sweet. You know, you can always find gratitude in any place and at any time from different people. I mean, I think my moment where I was most grateful in a moment of need, I'll never forget, I have uh, my sister, Jessica, who's my younger sister, has my niece, Mattia. Mattia is, God designed her differently. She has spina bifida. And so there's been many, many surgeries in her lifetime. 
And one of the times my parents were in Florida visiting my sister who had just had a baby, and my sister called me and said, Laura, I need you to meet me in Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Mattia is leaking spinal fluid, and we're going to have to go in for emergency brain surgery. And I said, sure. So I jumped in the car, and I met her there. And my sister and I sat there together, and we, we laughed, and we talked, and we prayed. And I watched my sister carry her daughter so bravely into brain surgery and, and leave her with the doctors. Wow. And we just had a moment together where we prayed, and we were grateful that we had gotten this far. Mm-hmm. And somebody walked in, and it was a small act of love, a very small act of love and a very long day. Somebody trolled in a cart filled with waters, and it was late. It was like 7 o'clock, and neither one of us had really thought to hydrate at that point at all. And we got a glass of water, and we were so grateful in that moment for that small, simple act of kindness. You know, I once had a priest, we had a homilist that when I was at CUA, we would kind of be like, oh, no, not him. His homilies are so long and boring. But Catholic University of America, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he gave this this nugget in this one homily and it broke down what love is you know the lowest form of love is common courtesy and you know when you act upon that in in a form of generosity or charity you know that's that's love come to fruition so it was amazing you know in that moment so there's been so many times in life that i've seen generosity you know, especially in with regards to my niece, I mean, people have been so kind and generous. I'll never forget, we grew up in a parish that had a convent, which I know there's not many mm-hmm. people that have that experience. I was very blessed mm-hmm. to grow up among the Sisters of St. Dominic in uh, Lindenhurst, New York. And so these little sisters heard about what was going on with our family, And they had journeyed through our lives with us. Like, I remember them being there for my first penance and my first communion to the point where I walked down the aisle at my wedding and Sister Anthony and Sister Adrian and Sister Catherine were all right there behind my parents. So they had journeyed through our lives with us. And when we were going through this moment as a family, learning the diagnosis, they journeyed with us. And they were so generous with their prayers And all these sisters who had worked all these years who had a small, small stipend sent my sister some money to let them know that, you know, we know that your medical bills are going to be high, but we want you to know that we're going to be there and journey with you because we love you and we love your daughter. And so there's been so many witnesses of charity throughout my life from women like that from so many fabulous priests that we've encountered in our lives. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my the priest that married Andrew and I, my husband, Father Francis Vadagudil, mm-hmm. just celebrated his 60th um, anniversary. Wow. wow, 60 years, wow. Yeah, and he's been such a blessing throughout our lives. It's been amazing. And mm-hmm. so we're completely blessed by the charity that we've been seeing and the generosity. And I'm mm-hmm. such filled with gratitude for that because it's been amazing. It's been, when you look through life, instead of saying, why are we going through this, when you change the lens to say, why are we doing this, and then saying, oh, here's where God journeyed with me. Mm-hmm. Here's who God and sent in. I'm so grateful for these people and such amazing acts that where you, where you could feel alone or feel lack, 
you feel such generosity and love. And, it, and it's just that lens of gratitude that if you change how you view things, you're seeing such amazing gifts that are being sent mm-hmm. your way. Mm-hmm. Laura, both of you and I are at a parish at St. Ignatius Loyola in Iamsville. And, and what's u- unique about that is Ignatius taught people the daily exam. And, and the first part after saying a prayer to the Holy Spirit is, is a time of gratitude of review your day with the eyes of faith and ask the Lord to show you graces of the day. And it's one of those things, how many days where I just go through the day and like I miss it, but until I get to that exam and when I look back and I say, wow, look at that grace. And I forgot about that grace. And I don't think I even noticed it. And and the gift of daily gratitude, I think that really changed my prayer when I started to have a daily time of gratitude. Because it always, like when we slow down and leave ourselves open to it. Yeah. Laura, what are some ways that, that really within marriage and family that we can just help growing in gratitude is just just part of family life. Our former pastor, Father Michael Gendrick, always said to us, never forget to say thank you. And when you show that gratitude, that when you say thank you, it helps you grow the goodwill within the family. So making sure to say thank you and recognizing when others have gone out of their way is instrumental in growing that culture. So just a very basic, again, back to common courtesy, your manners and saying thank you are so important because, you know, I can look at my child and say, do your chores. And, yes, should she do your chores because she's supposed to do her job? Yes. But if I say thank you and you feel appreciated and valued for your contribution, that makes all the difference. You know, mm-hmm. I got a text message this week when we were wrapping up our reconciliation meeting. You should know that dinner was horrible and I might have scorched our our walk. I think I destroyed our walk in trying to create risotto for the family <laughs> for my husband. And so when I came home, the house was pretty smoky. And I looked at him and I could see that he was so defeated. And I said, I just want to thank you. And he goes, why? He's like, I ruined the pan. And I said, and, and dinner wasn't that great. I said, but you fed the kids and you're supporting me. Well, you're letting me pursue my dream of serving and having ministry over a job. And mm-hmm. so even though it wasn't a perfect day, he felt valued in a moment when he felt like he had destroyed stuff. All right. So making sure you say thank you, that culture of, key, of just that simple, simple act of saying thank you and I mm-hmm. love you, that value that you place makes all the difference in your mm-hmm. family. You know, because... Do your chores is not as, I mean, no one wants to do their chores. But if they feel gratitude, if you come in and say, look at my closet. Doesn't my closet look great, Mom? It's amazing. Good job, you know. That makes all the difference in the world because you want to feel valued for the work that you put in. And no one, I mean, I'm sure there's some people that love to clean. I don't know anybody that live in my house, though, that do. Well, what a blessing, Laura. We're, we're talking about the topic growing in gratitude, becoming thankful and grateful people. In our next segment, Father Colin Poston is going to talk about just gratefulness in all times, even in the difficult times, a little bit more in those particulars. Uh, Laura Schumacher, uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio, and we'll be back in a moment.
Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. The U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops met in Plenary Assembly in Baltimore November 13th through the 16th, advancing key issues related to liturgy, living out the faith, and retooling the conference to better serve the Church's mission. Over November 14th through the 15th, the bishops voted with overwhelming majorities on every issue, including U.S. adaptations to the Liturgy of the Hours and liturgical drafts related to consecrated and religious life, and national revised statutes for Christian initiation. The conference also approved without controversy supplements to its teaching on faithful citizenship that referenced Pope Francis's 2020 encyclical letter for Tele Tutti, while naming abortion as the preeminent priority among other threats to human life and dignity. The bishops endorsed the sainthood cause of Father Isaac Hecker, founder of the Paulist Fathers, and endorsed a bid to make St. John Henry Newman a doctor of the church. The bishops heard updates on their efforts on evangelizing catechesis and new plans to broaden access to the 2024 National Eucharistic Congress in Indianapolis. They also voiced strong support for the new mental health campaign and replaced their strategic planning cycle with a new mission planning process. However, the bishops' meeting, which took place more than two weeks following the conclusion of the Global Synod on Synodality, also concluded without a common game plan for how bishops could get consultative feedback from their local churches on the Synod's report from the first Global Session before it reconvenes in October 2024. For more extensive coverage of the U.S. Bishops' meeting in Baltimore, visit catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, I'm George Matisek. Remember the spirit of your parish community, the power of worshiping together, the warmth of friends new and old who share your faith. Join us for Mass this weekend. Visit archbalt.org to find a Catholic parish near you. Feel the joy. I have been a school sister of Notre Dame for 72 years. Most senior Catholic sisters, brothers, and religious order priests served for years with little pay. I always taught the primary grades, and I loved it. Today, hundreds of religious communities lack retirement funds. Your gift to the Retirement Fund for Religious helps provide medications and care. Please give to those who have given a lifetime. Thank you, and God bless you a hundredfold. Donate at your local parish. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Review Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed today. Our, our topic today is growing in gratitude, becoming thankful and grateful people. In our first segment, we talked to Laura Schumacher, who just talked about the importance of just gratefulness and really gratefulness in all things, especially in the, in the month of Thanksgiving. But really, there's a gratefulness we should have as Catholics. Well, the second segment, we are blessed to have Father Colin Poston. Father Colin is the pastor of St. Bartholomew's in Manchester. Special welcome to you, Father Colin. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. 
Father Colin, you've been a priest for just a number of years and, and, and worked with a lot of people going through tough times. I mean, how can people be grateful for, let's just talk generally speaking, I mean, how do people be grateful in, in difficult times? Yeah, so good question. Obviously, our life of faith is extremely important. <laughs> you know, realize God is present. You know, we look to the cross and realize that uh, the resurrection follows crucifixion. So we have to have hope. Pretty obvious Catholic things, so prayer and and the Mass and the sacraments are big helps in keeping our focus and, and kind of staying grounded in faith especially when we're going through a tough time. As a priest, I have had the blessing of being able to pastorally help many people, including those who have lost a loved one mm-hmm. or uh, maybe someone who has um, lost their job or someone who's dealing with a family situation or an addiction or <laughs> just like all different types of things. One of the best things we can do is remind each other to be thankful. <laughs> To think think of our blessings, call them to mind. You know, many of the saints, like, for example, St. Ignatius and many of the saints often uh, encouraged us, the faithful, to pray prayers of thanksgiving, you know, before we went to sleep. And, of course, even when we pray evening prayer, liturgy hours, that kind of theme in the prayers and in the psalms. So, and, of course, as you and we we know the word Eucharist means Thanksgiving. <laughs> so mm-hmm, that's right. You know, formally the greatest prayer we can participate in, but it is very helpful to constantly <laughs> try to call to mind the things we're thankful for. You know, and mm-hmm. and relate that back. One of the things I remember my sister doing was what she would do with her her young ones every night is after praying for mommy and daddy, and they would go around and name all the children. Uh, one of the things they would do is. Every child had to go around with something that they were grateful for. So someone said, thank you for playing trucks today. Thank you for getting hamburgers today or pizza, you know. Thank you for chicken nuggets, you know, whatever it was. But it was beautiful, but it taught children. And really as a family, it let everyone share something they were grateful for. And there is something about that. When when we can incorporate that into daily life, then then you're kind of building gratitude. And you we actually grow in gratefulness when we're grateful. Like literally, the more we think about it and do it, it, it just changes things. So I thought that was a great, beautiful practice example that they would do at the family before the children would go to sleep. So what a, a beautiful and wonderful gift. I, I know St. Ignatius has in the daily examine part of your ref, reflection on every day, and that includes good times and a bad where you're like looking for the graces of the day. You had mentioned, uh, obviously, a number of people have lost loved ones. What are some ways that you've seen people to be grateful or to even call to mind, even experiencing sorrow and the loss of a loved one, ways that they were able to find to be grateful? Can you think of any examples where you've experienced that in pastoral ministry? Yeah, I mean, I think what's helpful is when someone has lost a loved one, kind of thinking of not so much the tombstone, but rather the life, <laughs> and thinking of, you know, things that put a smile on your face, thinking of the things, of the virtues of my, you know, the spouse or the loved one and things that um, inspired them, things that made, made them grateful. Well, what I find beautiful is, it's particularly like with widows, seeing their faith. And, and, and also, I think what I see, which is really beautiful, is, is these persons um, reaching out to other people and kind of being active in their own gratitude and faith in the sense of like seeking to be 
being present to other people. I mean, it could be just in general, you know, like a neighbor or um, another member of the parish or a family or whatever, but or a coworker. But it also could be like reaching out to another person who's who's lost a loved one. You know, <laughs> it's tremendously helpful to realize, you know, none of us are alone. <laughs> you know, it's right. even when we're suffering, even when we're suffering, and especially when we're suffering. <laughs> So, so part of being thankful is to realize that, I mean, I know sometimes during Thanksgiving, like if someone knows they've lost a loved one, they'll reach out to that person and just say, tell me some stories of your husband or tell me some stories of your child who passed away. And you know, that makes them, that's usually a mixture of like beautiful stories, but also tears. And it's not just keeping the memory alive in a generic way, right? These are, again, when we speak of someone alive in the Lord. It's like, like God willing, that's one of the gifts that Christ gave, that, that we can still share stories about them. And to pray for them and lift them up. But but I like that idea of Thanksgiving of if you've lost a loved one, also to reach out to someone else who's lost a loved one can be a very beautiful thing. That's know, right. For, right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, like myself, you can also call to mind times when, you know, someone reached out to you. You know, somebody called mm-hmm. you out of the blue and you talked mm-hmm. for minutes or half an hour or whatever. And then after you're done the phone call, you're like, you know, I really appreciated that. And like, I needed that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So people really do become grateful for their friends in faith and otherwise. And, you know, we should seek to do that as well, you know, for other, for other people. Mm-hmm. I, I will share one, one story with you, a um, beautiful little story. There's a woman who had lost a loved one of hers, a man that she was going to marry, you know, during the pandemic. And she never really had a chance to fully grieve him, his loss. So she's, you know, lives by herself and is kind of just, just coming back to church and her faith life and everything. But she does have faith and she's a beautiful soul. And so she asked me if I would, you know, offer a memorial mass for him. And it was me and her, <laughs> the mass, and, uh, wow. and my little dog. <laughs> it was just it was just the three of us, you know, in in the church. And um, afterwards, she couldn't have been more touched. She was just very grateful. She had never attended a mass like that, <laughs> you know. Just, mm-hmm. You know, but um, she felt like she received a lot of grace, a lot of peace, and and even some some sense of good closure, you know. Mm-hmm. And and also the fact that we offered the mass for him, which you know, again, the best prayer we can give. <laughs> You know, commending him to God. So that that was just a very, a very beautiful example of how that can form gratitude in, in someone. Beautiful. And I remember, like sometimes it's like what we do as priests, we walk with people who are going through cancer treatments and going to hospitals for things. And I remember sometimes, like meeting people, and when they have, they're able. I mean, sometimes prayer kind of resets us, right? We're able to more spiritually attune to it. But I remember hearing people like they're in the hospital and they're talking about. And then this was a grace that happened, and that's a grace that happened, and that was, and that's one of the gifts of prayers that helps us to be tuned. That like, even in the long roads, there's still like grace upon grace upon grace. Have you ever seen that with walking with people in pastoral ministry, where they're just able to see more clearly all the graces God's given them through these difficult times? Yes, I yes yes indeed. In fact, that's one of the most inspiring things I, I get to see as a priest is watching people who are going through a, a challenge, like maybe a, a very Heart illness or otherwise, and carrying that cross with grace. So, mm-hmm. There's a, a 90-year-old woman in the hospital. She's one of my uh, the pillars of our parish here. Recently, mm-hmm. you know, when I went in to visit her, uh, she, you know, could, you could see she was in discomfort and some pain, and she was in the hospital and wanted me, you know, wanted to receive the anointed sick. You know, one of the things she said to me, she said, because she had a bruise on her 
eyes. She said, she said, you should have seen the other guy, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little humility and humor in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a sign, you know, of grace, you know, that mm-hmm. I'm handling this with some grace here and I know that God is with me. And, and, and another very powerful thing, this might be a topic for another radio discussion is the power of offering up their sufferings for other souls. That's right. Mm-hmm. And how powerful that can be encouraging people to do that, but then to actually do it in prayer, mm-hmm. whether it's for souls who are living or deceased. But yeah, I, I know even for myself, I went through a heart illness a few years ago, you know, when I caught COVID and I recovered, I actually had a tremendous amount of gratitude, not only just for being alive and for all the care that was given to me. It just kind of, God gave me the grace of reflecting on my mortality in in a very good way. So it kind of, it was like a reset. So that's the beauty of God is he, we can't outdo him in generosity and he can use anything. He can use anything for his glory, but also anything to bring us to a deeper faith, hope, and love in him and a newer, newer life. You know what I mean? Amen to that. Well, what a blessed talk, Colin, talking about growing in gratitude, becoming thankful and grateful people. And as you know, it's not just Thanksgiving time. It's not just the month of November. It's a virtue that we're all called to live. And it was Mary that said those beautiful words, for the Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. So I hope we always have grateful hearts and are a great witness to others. So thank you for joining us, Father Colin. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Father Brian. Thank you. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio. May God bless you. I have been a school sister of Notre Dame for 72 years. Most senior Catholic sisters, brothers, and religious order priests serve for years with little pay. I always taught the primary grades, and I loved it. Today, hundreds of religious communities lack retirement funds. Your gift to the Retirement Fund for Religious helps provide medications and care. Please give to those who have given a lifetime. Thank you, and God bless you a hundredfold. Donate at your local parish. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, Let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us 
and keep us always in this love.